passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome in to the Husker 24-7 podcast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christofferson, downtown Omaha, Brian Christofferson. Brian, um, I, I think the viewers, the viewers are going to notice this is slightly different than either your basement or your kitchen. Yeah, it's not fake background. Um, there's uh, buildings in the old market behind me, so uh, you can't really see it, but the, the Woodman Tower is out the, out the window there, but... This is this is the closest I think I've ever been to an on location interview where I'm like in studio and I'm I'm talking to somebody that's that's out on the streets and doing their job. Yeah, I'm I wouldn't say I'm doing my job, but um it's not quite as cool as like the weather channel where like mm-hmm. I'm in a slicker getting blown around, you know, from a <laughs> hurricane. Or like some of those guys who occasionally have been busted where they kind of fake like it's uh worse than it is, and then it mm-hmm. turns out that there's like people walking their dogs across the street. They're actually not. Yeah. A, there's not a hurricane yet. Anyway, ah. well, let's uh, let's talk about the hurricane that is our uh, most indispensable list. And I don't know that that's a good transition, but we're going to keep that in there. And I'm just going to own it, and we'll move on. <laughs> most indispensable. We, we're doing 23 this year. 23 for 23. Uh, I'm sure we had some honorable mentions. Brian, you handle 97 percent of this for. For Brunts and I, we just put together a list and get it over to you often weeks after the deadline of which you asked for. So I'm going to let you just have the floor and uh, take it away. Yeah, well, you can give some feedback on what you think so far of what we got. Now, the way we did it is uh, you and Brunts have a vote. I have a vote. And then uh, our message board, our, our, our loyal board members have a vote if they want it. And it's all compiled together. So they have one vote. Um, so there's four total um i'll run through who we've got who's been up so far um 23 and you can you can tell me what you think good or bad or if it's right on 
Um, 23 was uh, Ramir Johnson. 22 uh, was Miles Farmer. 21 was Nate Borkercher. Uh, 21 was uh, Thomas Fedoni. Um, 19 was Jamari Butler. And 18 just ran. That's Marquise Buford. So that's where we're at right now. Um, amongst those six, um, Miles Farmer is really interesting to me. Um, just because I don't know what to exactly is going to happen in the competition on the back end. I know that he's played about probably more snaps than anybody on this roster. Um, yet in the spring game, you know, Corey Collier was out there getting some work with the ones and Omar Brown has really made a push and Marquise Buford, you're hopeful, uh, comes back well from that injury and jumps into that mix. So I guess he stands out because he's a guy you would think might be higher, but I would say the reason why he's not is because uh, I think there's some uncertainty about like how that battle is going to play out. And, um, and that's probably a good thing when you've got guys on their toes like that. You know, it's really interesting. I think I have multiple guys that I didn't even include on my list uh, that uh, would have made up the the names you said there. I don't have Ramir Johnson. I'm looking at what I sent you. I don't have Ramir Johnson in part because I'm just not sure what role he's ultimately going to end up with. And after getting completely burned last year where I felt like he was going to be a big part of the offensive game plan, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm stepping all the way back with Ramir Johnson. Marquise Buford, I probably should have had on my list. Um, but I just, with his injury, I mean, as severe as that thing was, I don't know. It's, is it, is he guaranteed to just start camp without issue? Has that been discussed? Did I miss that somewhere? Um, I think an update's probably necessary soon on that just to know where he's at. I mean, um, I, I, I'm not for sure. You would, you would hope by that point, um, he'd be ready to roll, but I, I haven't heard confirmation one way or another on that. So I'd be speaking out of turn to say, so that would be the worry, though, I, I think, mm-hmm. of why and probably honestly, he would have been higher if people weren't wondering, yep. even if he is ready to go. You always you always have that curiosity, like, how's that guy going to completely bounce back from this specific injury? And uh, is he going to be the same guy? The one thing I'd say about Marquise um, that speaks well to his how he might handle this is his first year on campus. He got injured like the first – it wasn't as severe of an injury, but it was it was a pothole that he stepped into like his first day. And you thought, well, we're not going to hear from him now because he's a first-year freshman and, you know, no spring. He won't play. And by fall camp, they were talking about him. He played in every game, at least on special teams. And so he is that sort of guy where you, you wouldn't bet against him as long as he's out there during fall camp, especially with his knowledge base. Do you remember what the injury was? I, for some reason, I have this image in my head that he had like some sort of hand arm injury, and like that's what that was early in camp. And so then you thought it was going to set him behind, but I might be thinking of a different defensive back. I can't remember specifically. I just I just know it happened like one of the yeah. first plays of his first practice as a Husker, and you're thinking I you just sort of have that mindset like okay, well that cancels him out because he's not going to get those 15 practices you, to imp- impress coaches. You immediately called him defensive back, Adam Taylor. That you did. <laughs> well, I did. I didn't. I didn't go there, but yeah. I mean, that's what you know how that is when once a guy is sort of out of sight, out of mind, and so um, I don't think he's out of sight though. With this, mm-hmm. with what, well, obviously they recruited his brother heavily. Yeah, he's definitely not out of mind either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the family is uh, heavy in their thoughts, and um, you know, 
I, I just think that he's always around the coaches like up there. You get the sense and he's just like, feed me more. I want to know more. And so that's why I think uh, even though there are, is some worry or you want to know like, okay, what's the exact update on him? I think you could probably work through it and convince yourself he's going to find his way out there somehow. Yep. I didn't have, um, I, didn't, I didn't have Miles Farmer uh, on my list either. And here's one more for you. I didn't have Thomas Fedoni, but I did have Nate Borkacher. And I had him in the mid-teens, I think. Um, I think we've kind of – I don't know that we're any higher on him than anyone else in the media, but I feel like between the three of us, we find ways to sort of just work him into the conversation maybe more than than people who are expecting that this is going to be Eric Gilbert and Thomas Fedoni's role. Uh, and they're just going to take over the tight end position. I think Nate Borkircher is going to be really involved uh, for, for this team. I, there's, you could make the argument that right now, given you know how rusty Gilbert looked and we don't even know what his waiver status is, you make the argument that Nate Borkircher is the best tight end that you know is available at the beginning of, of August. So I, I slotted him fairly high because I, I think they like him more than maybe the general public is aware. Uh, yes, he's going to have a good career here. I mean, uh, the last staff loved him. They actually, his his first year on campus, he played in four games. And I remember Sean Becton saying this. Uh, he intentionally cut that off with a couple games left uh, because he saw him as a type of player where it was actually of a benefit. Like, if this guy can save that red shirt. Get local that back guy, end year. Yeah, yeah. he's, uh, he's going to be somebody. And so that was the sort of faith they had in him at that point. And um, they loved him and, and thought he, he was going to succeed. And, you know, I, I know sometimes people roll their eyes whenever I bring up like old staff guys opinion, but these guys are seasoned coaches. So it's, it's worth going back to it sometime. Mark Whipple. I remember like the first day he saw Borkercher was like, that guy's not on scholarship, you know? So, and then obviously rule staff thought the same thing. So I think it's totally in bounds what you say that, I don't know who's 1A in the tight end room right now. And um, that's where why I would not put any of the guys way too high, but it's also why you better make some room for Borkercher if you're going to make room for Fedoni, which should is fine, um, because I, I, I think he's he could have as much a say as, uh, as any of them. Yep. I have uh... – I, I don't know. I, I had Omar Brown on my list as well. I think he was either an honorable mention or right at the very, the very He was end. on my list too. Um, he was an honorable mention. Um, between our three votes, he would have been 23rd. I think I, it, he might, he might be a guy that by the end of this, we're saying should have been higher. That's what yeah. I kind of wonder. Have we ever gone back and reviewed the list after the end of the season? Or is it because the season is just like, you know, a dumpster fire set out to sea. You don't really want to go back and look at the the most indispensables at the end of that Iowa game. Yeah, it's uh, sort of like super sixless, Schaefer. You kind of like you, you you do them and then you pretend like you were maybe right, but uh, you're like we don't have to direct anyone back to actually check the work because maybe that wouldn't be a good thing. What do you mean, Tyjon Lindsay didn't live up to the billing in Nebraska? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay, so that's uh, that's the most indispensable. We're going to take a quick time out right here. We're going to come back and we're going to finish the rest of this podcast talking about everything that's going on in Nebraska recruiting. Um, you know, they obviously picked up a commitment over the weekend in Camden Cook. They have visitors in right now as we speak. They're going to have visitors in this weekend. They're going to have a camp again on Friday. They've had camps most of the last week. 
Uh, and we have things to talk about, and we're going to do that next. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, camp season is fully here, and I got to say, I was unprepared for the amount of offers that this staff was going to make directly to guys that camped, um, in no short part because, you know, the the list of visitors isn't exactly awash with people with double-digit Power 5 offers. So Nebraska's going some deep pulls here. However, Brian, it does look like they found someone out of Charlotte, North Carolina, that they really, really like. In Derek Brown Jr. What do you know about Derek Brown Jr.? Um, I know that you were over there with me in uh, what was Saturday, I guess. Um, he had him buzzing a bit. Um, pretty he was pretty easy to pick out. Like, yes. oh, the guy that looks like he's guy, know, a professional guy. gym goer. Like, he's just completely ripped, stacked. He's standing next to some ninth grader, and you're just like, yeah, that's a guy. <laughs> that's yeah, a guy. I- if I were if I were the ninth grader, I think I'd like kind of move over to the other. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd move a little bit away. Hey, Derek, nice to meet you. I'm not going to do this rep with you today. Yeah, um, you know, I I think he he's a guy who he came here on a mission. Um, he's a linebacker, and um, he he uh, he he came here and he was like, I'm I'm just going to show him that you know you got to give me a scholarship. That's the plan for the weekend, and he stuck around all weekend, and he had the offer by Saturday night. And um, then he hung around Sunday and he got closer, I think, to the coaches. And he said it was pretty cool, like on Sunday morning when he came in, um, you know, they're kind of I don't know if they're like everyone stood and clapped for him or did a slow clap dramatically. I don't think it was all that. But I do think it was sort of that feeling of like, hey, I'm part of this. There's like a family feel now you're you're offered. You could be part. You could be in this this sit at our dining table every day if you want. And uh, he really liked that. And he liked it so much it sounds like there's an official um, that's that's soon coming. He was plotting that even on Monday. So um, that's a guy who I think, you know, he, he went to old um, Avon, old Avon farms, which is up in Connecticut for another year of school. So he's a 24 prospect now. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps piling up some offers, but the fact that Nebraska was one of the bigger guys that was in on him first, I think is going to do them well. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, when I when I heard more about him, it's like, well, maybe they just want to take him now because the worry is with a guy like that, and especially going to a prep school like you know, the one he's going to, he's not going to stay a secret. I mean, especially, yeah. you know, Nebraska offering him is going to, to pick up on the radars. And so 
Uh, they're going to have to probably fight to keep this guy, but he is definitely someone that they really like. And I, I'm not saying that without knowledge of it. Like this is a, this is a big target on their board and it's, it's wild because he wasn't necessarily a known name to anyone, uh, you know, prior to, to really last weekend, but he, they, they brought him out here. I think they had some connections that, that made him someone they wanted to see at camp. And he absolutely, I think floored everybody. So I think that was the biggest story to come out of it. Next biggest story Nebraska currently has Brian Bushini, Boomshini as their punter. Could mm-hmm. they be setting way for the son of a <clears throat> Nebraska legend to take over the punting position next? They got a commitment on Sunday <clears throat> from Camden Cook, a talented specialist from Maryland and the son of Sam Cook, one of the best punters this program has ever had, one of the best punters in the NFL for most of the last, you know, couple mm-hmm. decades. So you talked, I believe, with Camden Cook. Was this kind of always going to happen, or or did this just sort of pop up here in the last few weeks? Um, he was surprised he got the offer right now from Nebraska. I think I know he knew all along that if they offered, that was it. In fact, he was supposed to go to Kansas State for a camp right after Nebraska, and he's like, well, that's not necessary. Let's not waste anybody's time. And so that's how sure he was of it. Um, this, this sets up to, you know, these things don't always work out just like we draw them up on paper, but it could be pretty seamless because if you look at the eligibility, even if Bushini, um, you know, he has two more years technically. So let's say he sticks around through, um, 24, um, at the worst, uh, Camden cook would have to redshirt a year, you know, or, or something like that. And then he could be the guy. So, um, I think it sets up pretty well for those people out there. Like, why you got to, you know, off, I know some people get up in arms about too many special Who team cares? offers and all that stuff. That's like the numbers will work themselves out. People worry way too much about that, that chart. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they really do. It's like, I mean, I like keeping it, in, uh, you know, okay. They're five over or something. You kind of keep a watch on it, but it's like, then they're going to get there and they, they're not going to overdo it with special teams guys. By the time he gets here, I would guess Bleak Road wouldn't be here. Um, I would guess Marco – well, I know Marco Ortiz wouldn't be here as a long snapper. He's a one-year guy, so the numbers are fine. Yeah. We're we're looking at this class now. I believe they're up to nine commits with, with Camden Cook. They added Mario Buford last week. They've got official visitors coming in. Um, you know, this weekend they have official visitors on campus right now. Just looking at the this week's guys, Brian. I mean, if you you look at that official visit list for the weekend, I believe you caught up with a couple of them. Who kind of stands out to you? You know, they everybody knows next weekend is the big one. They're going to have a lot of their top targets. They're going to have almost all of their commits in for it. But like, who stands out as you look at this official visit weekend? Um, you know, of, of the guys that uh, are going to be coming in to, to visit Nebraska. This this feels almost like a research weekend for the Huskers. I mean, they not not a ton of, like, known names, but some guys that they clearly were intrigued by at camp, guys that they're clearly intrigued by that they saw in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, that they're bringing in for official visits. They're, they're almost using it less so as a, you know, try to to get him in here and commit but more so to let's just get around this guy and and see how he fits with us and see where they might stack up on the board 
Yeah, I was listening to your question wrong at the beginning. So my brain is prepared to answer it different. I was going to answer it from the previous weekend. So if you want to give the names of who's coming in, that's fine. But I was going to mention, because um, I thought his story was pretty interesting from this past weekend, was uh, Tristan Johnson. And he's a he's a D lineman who was born in Lincoln. And so he's got a lot of family here. Um, and he's down in Hearst, Texas. He's been a Texas guy most of his life. But he actually was up here in the spring. He comes to Nebraska quite a bit because of family and uh, was at a practice. And Tony White sort of gave him a directive or, not, you know, a few things like he could work on. He really took it to heart for the last two months and was like, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to impress him. He did. And he earned an offer. And I think his story, um, he, first off, he's going to be a guy to watch, I think, because of his Nebraska connection, Tristan Johnson down in Hearst, Texas. Um but also just the way they sort of with some of these guys who are offered the last couple of weeks and what they're doing going forward in June, it's like they're, they, they have some initial conversations. They kind of lay it out for the guy. Here's the map we need to see from you to impress. This is what we're thinking. We're going to be honest about it. And then, you know, if, if that, go, if those guys actually ball out and show they belong, they, they're going to trust their eyes and they're going to make those offers no matter what their recruiting profile looks like. And so that's what, I guess sticks out the most to me. And I'm just using that one player as an example about what happened this weekend and what I think is going to happen the rest of June, frankly. Yeah. All right. So upcoming this weekend, Jacob Smith is the highlight and we will make sure that he is coming in this weekend. I've seen reports that he's coming in the 23rd. I saw reports that he's coming in the ninth. Uh, our guy, Brian Doan said it, everything was set for June 16th. That's where we have him at. We'll, we'll make sure on that one. Nuku Mafee. And I, that could be completely botched. I apologize. But he is a Salt Lake City offensive lineman. Uh, that's a guy that Donovan Rayola knows really well. He was actually out here for the red-white game as well. Michael Burt, the hottest name in state oh, yeah. right now. Big recruiting battle coming up. I am getting texts constantly from 24-7 sports writers that uh, cover Iowa, cover Minnesota, cover Illinois. They want to know, is Michael Burt just going to shut it down the second he walks onto campus? So we will find out more about Michael Burt, six foot six, two hundred thirty pound tight end from Creighton Prep. Sort of a surprise guy for a lot of people that cover football here in the state. Creighton Prep not known really for for throwing the football much, but I think his athleticism really impressed you know Iowa, and certainly that's going to get on everyone's radar. If you're a tight end and you're offered by Iowa, mm -hmm. suddenly everyone is interested in you, and I think that's fair. I think that's a fair way for things to go. Speaking of Iowa, Jake Peters, offensive lineman uh, from Cedar Falls. He's a guy that earned a, a camp offer, uh, the camp that you and I were at, BC. We were watching yep. the one-on-ones uh, that featured him and Jack Limbaugh and some other guys. Landon Davidson, an offensive lineman from Colorado, coming in for an official. Um, Braylon Prude, a, I believe, linebacker from Texas coming in. Evan Taylor, a defensive back from North Carolina. And Callan Barta, a defensive back from Kansas. Brian, what's interesting about this grouping, you have eight official visitors that I read off there. Six of them, six of them are unranked right now. So this staff is, they're turning over some rocks right now to, to look at some recruits. I suspect a lot of these guys are sort of your, you know, if you miss out on some of your high-end people, you're going to double back here. But I think a lot of it is they, they really like their evaluations of, of these individuals. Any of those guys, any of those names jump out to you? Uh, Jake Peters does the alignment. I really like his uh, tape highlights. I mean, I, he's his first highlight. He's like driving a guy back into the ground, like 
10 to 15 yards and you're just like, all right, let's go. And um, he's a guy that uh, you can see where, you know, when they communicate with him on the visits, he's a very just impressive guy to talk to. Um, so uh, he's a guy that I think will, I was going to have an interest in and um, I, I would watch closely. I think it, it was, it was good that Nebraska jumped on him early. And there's some people that I know over in that Iowa area who, who think he's like not getting enough love. Like uh, he's, he's one of those players who's a, who's better than, maybe some of the recruiting stuff shows. So um, he's a guy I'd watch. All right. Uh, let's let's finish with this. Nebraska got two official visitors currently right now on campus. They are hosting Caden Massey, a six foot seven, 270-pound offensive lineman from Kansas. This is a guy that I think Nebraska fans should watch closely. I think it's really setting up for a Nebraska-Oklahoma battle. Um, Grant Bricks, who's going to be coming in the, the next weekend, an offensive lineman from Iowa. Same kind of thing. I think you're going to see some some Matt Rule, Brent Venables battle over some of these uh, Midwestern offensive linemen, Midwestern athletes. We're seeing it right here. I think that Nebraska has a shot at getting both of those guys, which would be a huge boon to their offensive line recruiting. They already have um, they already have Gibson Pyle. Of course, they would love to get Caleb Pye from. I think they're taking at least four, if not five, offensive linemen. You see a bunch of linemen that they're bringing in for official visits. But I feel like Massey is at the high end of the board, in part because he's a developmental guy. But he's also – he's six foot seven. He's a really good athlete. I mean, he's a power lifter. I just think that he is someone uh, that this staff, you know, is going to give themselves every opportunity to add. And so he's here currently right now on campus. So I'm hoping to catch up with him on Thursday. So be sure to check that out at Husker247.com. Uh, he's planning on on hitting me up when he leaves campus. So hopefully we'll have a full update there. Malik Esquera, a six foot three, 200 pound or 190 pound safety uh, from Texas. Another guy to keep an eye on. He actually came and hung out at the camp. He didn't work out at the camp down in Texas, but he was just like, I'm just going to come and watch these guys coach at a mega camp. Yeah. And so there's obviously some interest there uh, from both sides. And so that's certainly someone I would keep an eye on as well. I think he's another guy that has Texas tech connections. Uh, that's going to be a thing. You know, I was just talking about Oklahoma, Nebraska is just going to work against all their big 12 uh, opponents and big eight opponents and, and everything else. So Malika Square on campus as well. So busy visit weekend, busy camp uh, schedule going on Friday night is the only Matt rule Friday night lights camp. I'm very interested how that's going to differ from what you and I went to on Saturday, BC. Uh, any final thoughts here as we finish up this uh, recruiting heavy podcast? No, you, I mean, you, you hit on most of it. I think that the biggest thing that's probably stuck out this June, no surprise really to me, but it's just like you mentioned that like there's six guys who, I don't know if they have profiles yet or whatever. Well, they have uh, profiles. <laughs> Some don't have pictures and six of them don't have yeah. rankings. Yeah. So that's uh I mean, but the point being that they are a staff very much that it's like, I don't need to copy this person's homework over here or what, you know, this person said about them. Um, obviously, they're paying, I'm sure, pay attention to what other people do. But I think very much they just trust their own eyes. And it's like, let's get this guy in front of them, work him out in all different forms and fashion like they did with Quinn Clark, who was a son of uh, uh, former of uh, the late former Husker running back Ken Clark. You know, yeah. he's a wide receiver, tight end, six, five guy they they threw him in at some linebacker reps he said which he wasn't really that familiar with but it was like get him out of his comfort zone how's he move around and stuff 
And so they're really, uh, I think they did that with Derek Brown too. Um, it was just like, we're going to put you all over the place and how do you respond to that? And so that's what's going on over there. And if they see the right stuff, they're not going to go like back to the computer and be like, Oh, what's his offer list. It's like, our eyeballs say he should be offered. We're going to offer him. And so that's what has jumped out this June. Yeah, the coaches don't have to go to the computer, but we implore you, the listeners, to go to the yes. computer, get to Husker247.com. We have plenty of coverage of everything we just talked about, in-depth stories on a lot of these guys. BC wrote a great story on Derek Brown. Be sure to check that out. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have plenty of coverage over the weekend of, of everything going on with the camps, with the recruiting, and all of that. There's going to be more indispensable Huskers. Perhaps I will <laughs> I will have more uh, representatives on my own list than what we did in the, the start here. Uh, and so that'll be, that'll be fun to track. So be sure to get to Husker247.com. For Brian Christopherson, I'm Mike Schaefer. We're Husker247. We'll catch you next time with another Husker247 podcast. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.